Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Holy Fam? We are back with the flagship. First time in a long time. You know, last time we were going to sit down to do this, the uh, the baby face and the future women's champ just wouldn't cooperate. But we got Sheen Dog in the house for the fully fledged, whole cruise together, Chick Foley show. Let's start by introducing the stars of the show. Sheena, how's it going? Feels so good to be back. Yeah, we we kind of um, disrupted the, the little sleep schedule, you know, and that always goes over smoothly. If you're a parent, you know, like, you know, anytime you disrupt their sleep schedule, it's just a, uh, you know, a nightmare. So anyway, um, we got it worked out. Things are going good and, um, I'm back. Back and better than ever. Marco, what's going on up in Massachusetts? Uh, not the much, man. Just, uh, just glad to get the, uh, the band back together. It's always, it's always, it's always, it, I mean, it's fun having the, uh, you know, the boys just, uh, you know, you know, talking our shit, but you know, it's always good to have a, a lady present to keep us in check. Sometimes I'm not sure what we said the last time around. Hopefully, it wasn't bad, but um, we'll we'll mind our p's and q's tonight. I want to you, you already know you can't offend me. <laughs> How long have you been with me, Marco? You already know that uh, I'm not easily offended. So I'm sure I'm sure you guys were just fine. <laughs> yeah, boys' night was a blast. We definitely had the uh, the testosterone flowing, but it's always good to have Sheena back in the mix. She's the reason that the show even exists in the first place. Uh, Jordan, what's going on out in Nebraska? There's nothing going on here except uh, weather changes and all that fun stuff. So if I sound a little stuffed up, it's that's why because it was a hundred degrees yesterday and sixty five today. So yikes! Really, yeah, it, really uh, fucking stellar. We know Sheena hates the weather talk. I don't care. Yeah, it's part of it when we're all in different geographical areas. It was it was 97 here today, and it's supposed to be down in like 80 tomorrow. So we're experiencing yeah. a little bit. Of we, the, we had we have what we call what I like to call fake fall. You know, where it's like we had a few, we had like a week or so of just like you know crisp mornings and like cool evenings, and then all of a sudden the sun was like, no, nah, f that. You know, I'm, I'm going out in a blaze of glory, and so we're back to 97, 98 degrees. So speaking of the weather, Sheena, you got to hit us with the uh, what's quickly becoming one of the most popular segments on the show. What's new on the farm? Oh, man. So, well, what's new? Well, this isn't really new, but um, it happened a while back, but it's been a while since we haven't been on the show. We, we lost another chicken. So start off on a little bit of a somber note. Uh, hawks are we've, we've quickly realized that hawks are a, an issue in our Fuck area. So, yeah, um, we lost one of our beloved chickens to a hawk. So rest in peace to roost in peace to Tenderfoot. Um, so that's that's always a um a sucky way to start the show, but you know, everybody else is thriving. Everybody else is doing good. And I've been scouring marketplace. I, I scooped a new coop for a good deal. You know, it's always good to have extra housing, you know, because chicken math is a thing. Once you get one chicken, it's like they just multiply and multiply and multiply. Well, you got two new chickens also. Yeah, I got, oh yeah, I did, I did get two new chickens, man. I feel like it's that, that all that happened so long ago. It hasn't been that long since we recorded. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got Panda and Marty now. So, they're named after the villain Marty Scroll. It's an all black silky chicken. Yeah, it kind of looks like Marty. And uh, tell me about the latest with Gigi. Oh, Gigi. Are we got we got a chicken. She's broody, so she's like, you know, I guess I mean she's like ready to, you know. Okay. Wow. <laughs> she's, uh, 
she's feeling her brood out. And she's oh, trying- so she's not like dressing up as a vampire and like she went to Hot Topic and bought out the, the whole store? No, she's just, oh, okay. sit- she's just sitting on eggs trying to hatch them. And I'm like, damn it. Because when they go broody, they stop laying eggs and they just like camp out in the nesting box. And then all the other chickens get pissed off. So yeah, she's just trying to hatch some eggs, but it's what it's called broody. Um, and uh, so we're, we're experiencing that for the first time, having a broody, a broody hen in the bunch. And you left out the most important thing. We we have a uh, a rooster. Oh man, I I, I swear I I feel like uh, you're botching is, your own segment here, man. I'm not really botching it. I just feel like all this stuff is like old news to me. But I forget that we haven't recorded in yeah, a, a while. But yeah, so we had you know a batch of chickens that were all supposed to be hens. Turns out one of my favorite chickens. I've had my suspicions for weeks. Um, turns out. She is he, and we have uh, we officially have a rooster on the property now. But he he's beautiful. He's a handsome guy. His name is Stormy, and uh, yeah, he's definitely not a girl. I always <laughs> knew eventually you'd be a cock farmer. I just I knew it was coming eventually. <laughs> you you know what? It's funny. I think you you put that juju on me because you've been calling me a cock farmer since the, <laughs> since the day we moved in, and I was like, no, bro, I only got hens. And uh, yeah, Jordan put that juju out there. So yeah, keep the, uh, if anybody has any questions or uh, anything about the, the farm life, feel free to, to let them fly. We're always happy to talk about what's going on here, here in the backyard farm. Um, we want to remind you guys to follow the Pod Foundation. Sheena, tell us about what you did with Turnbuckle Tavern earlier this week. So I was on their debate show. It's one of my favorite shows that they do. Um, it's just a super fun conversational episode. Uh, I always like listening to them and even even more so when I get to get on there with the guys. Um, it was the Two Bad Chads and um, Ace Field Retro. We had a great conversation. Definitely check it out. It's on the Turnbuckle Tavern's feed. And um, yeah, so I was on the debate. Uh, we also want to tell you guys to check out Coming Down the Aisle and the Extra Cooler Show, our fellow Pod Foundation members. Uh, Extra Cooler, you know, they kind of threw me for a loop to, today. I saw the cover art at first. And uh, I thought that they were re-ranking the entire PWI 500. And I was like, holy shit, this is going to be like the longest podcast ever. But they just did the top 10. So, you know, the PWI 500 top 10 uh, was revealed last week. And uh, it caused a lot of controversy. The guys over on Extra Cooler Show kind of did their own own version. Uh, Sheen, remind the listeners where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. All of our links um, and all of the links to all of our partners are at chickfoley.com. And we want to remind you guys, use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside Collectibles and use code PF10 to save 10% at Chalkline, courtesy of the Pod Foundation. You guys ready to get into some wrestling talk? Sure. Let's do it. All right, so we're going to talk about Grand Slam. I thought it was an outstanding show, one of the best AW shows in a while. Uh, Jordan, give me your thoughts on that main event. We'll start there. What do you think of Mox versus Danielson for the AEW Championship? I mean, it was kind of what we all expected. I think it was hard hitting. I mean, just two guys that can go in the ring. I, I love the match itself. I, I was kind of pulling for uh, Brian Danielson a bit there. Um, just to see a new champion, but I mean, I completely get why they why they strap Mox up. I mean, MJF and Mox is going to make a shitload of money, so makes sense. But uh, overall, I thought the match was great. Yeah, it was a surprise for me. You know, Mox is my favorite in AEW, so I was definitely pulling hard for him. But I just i it would 
I could not see them making him a three-time champ, but they're going all in on the Mox business. And and yeah, I agree. I can't wait to hear what uh, these promos uh, sound like between him and MJF. Uh, one thing I noticed on that MJF Wheeler Yuta segment tonight, you know, MJF was starting to run down the the Blackpool Combat Club. He, he talked some trash on on Brian Danielson. And he started going on Mox, and it seemed like he just caught himself at the last second because he looked like he was about to say something, and then all of a sudden he was just like. Uh, you know, don't ask him for advice, man. I kind of got the vibe that uh, that maybe he had some something just nuclear teed up to say to Mox, and he kind of just just flaked on it at the last second. Did did anybody else pick up on that? Yeah, I thought. It, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, it may have been planned like that, but yeah, I mean, maybe he's just saving it for another day. You yeah, know? MJF's just so witty. I feel like he would have had something better than just being like, oh, "Don't go to that guy for advice." You know, I feel like he well, kind of just backed off at the last second. Uh, I, I I think it, I think he meant it in a way like you know. Don't even bother asking him because obviously, you know, to touch on his uh, his past uh, vices that he's had, basically saying like, yeah, I don't even bother asking him. He doesn't know what the heck. He isn't. He's not good at life. Essentially, <laughs> that's what he's. I think that's that's what I got from it anyway. Not him pulling back from uh, from box at all, but I could see that as well. Marco, you think it's any chance that MJF doesn't take this belt from Mox at full gear? No, he's taking it. He's definitely taking that title. Yeah, he's probably the most over guy in AEW right now to the point where he's getting babyface reactions. It could have just been the New York crowd, but I feel like people really grew to appreciate him. You know, absence always makes the heart grow fonder. And I think he's just getting the love right now to the point where it may end up being mixed reactions between uh, between him and Mox once it finally goes down at full gear. What do you think, Jordan? Where do you think the AEW crowd is going to side between these two guys when it finally goes down? So... I kind of feel like you could see like the cracks of it tonight about because they weren't full on cheering Mox in that main event. So I feel like MJF is still going to get the cheers for quite a while just because everybody thought he might have been gone. Um, but I do agree with you guys. MJF is for sure winning the belt either before full gear or at full gear. I mean, it, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when, not if. Yeah, Daniel Bryan told us all those years ago, one thing about wrestling fans, they are fickle. The quickest way to get over as a heel is to be a dominant babyface, man. Because at the start of this summer, um, shit, even up to like two or three weeks ago, there was nobody that didn't love Mox. Like Mox was getting the biggest babyface reactions in the biz everywhere he went. And you're right. It seems like just over the last few weeks, it started to kind of, I wouldn't say fizzle out, but it's definitely starting to taper off a little bit from the reactions that he was getting. Yeah, well, um, they, they hitched his wagon to CM Punk, and yeah. CM Punk ruins everything he touches, yep. so, I was gonna, you know. Yeah, I was literally going to say that. I think it's, uh, I, I blame Punk for that, that whole Yeah, I think some of the, uh, the Punk stank rubbed off on yeah. him. Yeah, I, I can totally see that. But, yeah, that's really one thing that, that's been a common thread since I got back into watching wrestling damn near almost 10 years ago at this point. Anytime a babyface has a run, Longer than three or four months, it seems like the crowd starts to turn on him. We saw it happen with Seth Rollins in 2019. Um, I mean, it happened with Daniel Bryan, you know, when he was a babyface back in WWE. The only person I think that's been immune to it was uh, AJ. You know, when AJ had his year-long run, it seemed like the crowd kind of stayed behind him the entire time. Yeah. But yeah, it's very tough being a babyface in the uh, the pro wrestling landscape nowadays. Uh, what do you guys think of the rest of the show? Anything stand out? I mean, the acclaimed winning the tag titles was obviously the biggest thing of the show to me, Um, even over the main event. I really felt like, I mean, they really caught lightning in a bottle with the acclaimed at that last pay-per-view. I still feel like they should have let them win it there, but it was still really cool tonight. And I I, I feel like that was the moment of the show for me. But um, 
still a great show overall. Yeah, it sounded, uh, it, it, I mean, the acclaim definitely leveled up like two or three levels at that pay-per-view because I wasn't really super hyped for that match. It kind of seemed like a throwaway going into All Out, but they just won the crowd over so big. I had a, you know, at this point in my wrestling fandom, it's hard for me to turn like the smart part of my brain off. And I was really worried when they got the same strong reaction tonight that like maybe the, you know, Tony Khan and the decision makers in the back realized that seeing the acclaimed win the tag team championship is something that folks will pay money to see. And they may have them get screwed over again to, uh, to, to save it for the pay-per-view, but I'm glad they got the belts, man. Uh, do you guys think AEW is the best homegrown tag team or excuse me? Do you guys think the acclaimed is the best homegrown tag team that AEW has uh, produced in their, their three years so far? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty hard to argue it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, who who else is even up for discussion? I mean, uh, I mean, did Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus tag before AEW? That's the only one I could really think of. I'm not familiar enough with their work part of AEW to know if they were yeah, a team or not. You could make an argument for yeah. uh, Jurassic Express, for I'll, sure. I'll still take the Acclaim, though, because I feel like the Acclaim's biggest moment that just happened tonight, I, I don't know, man. That, that pop was gigantic, and they're yeah, so it's, over. I, yeah, there, this moment tonight was bigger than any moment that um, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy had together. Yeah, for sure. The other thing, the other reason I give it to the acclaim, they feel much more like a tag team. Like Jurassic Express was great, but you always kind of had the feeling that Jungle Boy was going to end up being a single star eventually. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. as much as yeah. I love Max Caster, um, I don't really see them splitting up for a long time, and I don't see either one of those guys breaking off to be like a main eventer as I, a solo act. You know what? I didn't. I didn't get that feeling when Marco Stunt was around. I felt like when Marco Stunt was there, they were a unit. I didn't see anyone breaking away, but as soon as he's not around, that's when yeah. you get those. Uh, that's when that's you when, get those. That's stops. when the trouble started brewing. Yep. It was a great show all the way around. Um, five really, really good matches. We got to see the surprise of Paige, now known as uh, Soraya, debuting. Uh, Huge jo- pop. Yeah. AEW's been on a bad roll the last couple months, man. Like, Jordan, do you think they're back on track after this? I, I thought this show was fantastic. And uh, me and Seth texted during this show. And, dude, her showing up was, like, just so out of left field. Like, I, I never expected that to happen. But very happy it did. That's a huge star for them for their women's division. Hopefully yeah. she can wrestle. Um, I, I don't see why she would come there if she couldn't, though. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I mean, I haven't really been following Paige super closely on uh, social media or anything lately, so I don't know if she's been trained. I mean, I'm sure she has, but I haven't seen anything about it. But, um, I mean, I'm sure she's still got it, dude. She got it's cleared. Air. She definitely got cleared to wrestle. Like, she's definitely yeah. cleared. So it, she said that she would only wrestle if it made sense for, like, the future of her career. And yeah. she just didn't feel like WWE, it made sense for her to wrestle there again. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how these, like, what used to be considered career-ending injuries, people are coming back now, you know, between uh, Edge and Brian Danielson and now Paige. It's some pretty high-profile stars that we're seeing get back after being on the shelf for a really long time because it's been, well, it's been about five years, right, since Paige has wrestled? Yeah. Probably, yeah. All right, so are we all in agreement that it was two thumbs up for Grand Slam tonight? Yep. Oh, yeah. 100%. All right, let's get to the beverage break. All 
right, it's the Beverage Break, the weekly segment where we tell you guys what we are sipping on as we pod. Uh, we'll start with Sheen Dog. What are you drinking? So I had a nice uh, Simply Spiked Lemonade all uh, cooled down in the refrigerator, but I decided to go with a Red Bull instead because I, I'm going to be honest, I was falling asleep during um, during Grand Slam, not because the show was bad, but just because, I don't know. Farm just, life. I'm just a tired, yeah, I wake up too damn early in the morning, you know? Like, this is, this is our, this 10 o'clock is past my bedtime. She has definitely got chronic fatigue syndrome. For sure. <laughs> not, not true. Dude, I, I, do I go and go all day long? What do I do? When do I, do I sit down at all during the you day? You do, but still, like, I was telling Sheena, like, if she sits down, like, past 8.30, like, it's a wrap. Like, she's going to sleep. <laughs> uh, Jordan, what are you drinking, man? I am drinking a beer called The Ripper. It's a double IPA. Yeah. That sounds scary. What's what's the ABV on that, dude? It's a 8.0. Nice. It's from Broken Bat Brewing Company in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Brokeback Brewing Company. And it's Rip, called The, the Ripper. Ripper yeah. And it's Brokeback Brewing. <laughs> Broken Bat. <laughs> Good God. All right. Hey. Let's, let's keep it moving before we get canceled. Uh, Marco, what are you drinking, man? Just stomp on the joke, Jordan. Jeez. Just let us have our yeah. fun. God. Um, uh, I'm going to an old favorite, uh, Night Shift Brewing. They have a, uh, a nice little bear called the Pumpkin uh, Pie Scraper. It's oh, um, Marco's already busting oh, out. Oh yeah, already busting out the fall brews. You didn't even coordinate with me, man. Oh, God, yeah. we always coordinate our fall beer schedule. Yeah, we have to. But but this one, this one, just uh, it's like a. I'm not sure if it's a limited. They only had a couple of cases, so I had to grab one. But uh, it's um, it has vanilla beans, spices, maple syrup, and uh, it's a pumpkin ale, which it's it's really good. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah. Sounds right up my alley. Oh yeah. I'm going with the tried and true unofficial official beer of the Chick Foley show, Miller Lite. I got, I got a few crafty, so I'll keep you guys updated as we uh, work through the show, but I'm getting it started with a Miller Lite. Let's get on to the rest of the podcast. Yes, I think she'll know when logic and proportion. White Rabbit has got the internet wrestling community completely buzzing. I think this is one of the best things WWE has done in years. Uh, Jordan, we'll start it with you because it's your guy that all all roads are pointing to with this thing. Who do you think the White Rabbit is going to be? I'm just going to say this right now. If it's anyone other than Bray Wyatt, this is a massive fail. Like, I, I don't care who it is. If it ain't Bray Wyatt, this is a massive fail. I'm going with Bray Wyatt just because I don't want it to be a failure. But yeah, if it is anyone else, it's a failure. Yeah, that's what I, I, the other day in our pod foundation chat, that's what I said. You know, it's, it's been such a build that it's going to be a massive disappointment. Like I think they're really setting whoever, if it's not Bray Wyatt, they're setting whoever it is up for like just the biggest, just crap 
like a wet fart. <laughs> I'm gonna bring back the wet fart. Bring, yeah, yeah. I, had to, the, I had to I had to dig deep for that one. Yeah, oh, vintage Chick Foley. Yeah, it's gonna be such a wet fart, and um, yeah, I I hope it's bright. Gonna, yeah, yeah, it's been it's been so well done that you know I mean I suppose there could be some other main eventer main event level talent that we're just not even thinking about that could come out that would make it worth it, but. No. Bray's the one that comes to mind, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's just, it's been so like epic feeling and so different and just so well executed that the payoff has just got to hit. You know, we can't have another like corporate ministry moment or something like that. It's got to be somebody that really means something. Yeah, and well, and it's the vibe it, that is Bray's vibe, one thousand percent. Like all of this, like the you know, the, 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 the aesthetic, the mystery, the yeah, the whole thing is very has Bray's name written all over it, dude. What do you think, Marco? You got any uh, any counter theory? Or are you on nope. thinking this has got to be Bray Wyatt? No, also, I'm, I'm going to be the positive person because. The first two people that spoke those were very negative. And I'm going to say this is Bray Wyatt. I don't see anybody else at all. Um, just the theme of the music does not fit anybody else. Um, that comes to mind anyway. If anyone else can think of another main eventer, um, just like reading the lyrics of the of the song and knowing that song, it's it's Bray Wyatt. Just just the wording and everything. Um, and you know, the, everyone's doing the due diligence and you know going back and reading his old tweets and pulling up old interviews and stuff like that. And um, oh, yeah, there was this whole, there was this whole, you know, no, no pun intended rabbit hole that was on uh, Reddit. <laughs> I the think there is a pun intended. Yeah. You had to go down the rabbit hole to find this. Yeah. yeah. You had to go down the rabbit hole and it, but it was literally like pointing to, to he was Bray tweeting White. about going to some obscure place in the Ozarks in a town called self Arkansas. And if you Google that place, the only website that comes up is this forum and the moderator on the forum is called the white rabbit. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll, we'll throw the link in the show notes this week. It's actually kind of creepy. And the, the place he was looking for is called the devil's hole. Um, oh. yeah, yeah it, I don't know. It's, uh, it's yeah, if it, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's where you go when you drink the ripper. Just <laughs> hanging out in the devil's hole. <laughs> so we're doing the devil's hole, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they pulled, we pulled a white rabbit out of the devil's hole. Oh, <laughs> we're only twenty-two minutes in. We're already going off the rails. Uh, no, Sheen, but- what do you think of the uh, the execution so far? I think it's cool. Um, I will say, you guys know I'm I'm kind of like a a tech granny and I refuse to use QR codes. So I had to, I had to depend on Seth. I was like, QR code was awesome though. I was like, what is this? I'm not scanning this thing. Like I refuse, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, that, I thought that was pretty cool how they like snuck that in and just kind of made it like a, you know, interactive experience for the audience. This has all been snuck in. It's all been, all of this is, none of this has been addressed on TV. It's all been during commercial breaks and they've they've known that they know that, um, the wrestling fans are really adept at social media more so than even like the other mainstream sports. And they knew this would just catch fire. That's what makes it so cool. Like if I I love Vince, man, like despite everything that went down, I love Vince McMahon. I feel like I owe so much man from the artist. Yeah. I feel like I owe so much of the happiness in my life uh, as far as wrestling goes to like Vince and everything he created. But dude, if Vince was here, this thing would already have an official tagline. Oh, yeah. There'd probably already be merch on WWE yep. shop. Like, we would be getting bashed over the head with this. It's yeah. the it's the kind of, the like, the, yeah, the way they're leaving you wanting more that's really making this so compelling. Yeah, they had, um, they had, um, go ahead, Marco. They had the, uh, that, the person that worked with Bray Wyatt, um, uh, that did the original feed mask, 
I forget the person's name. They posted that um, white rabbit, like white rabbit I saw photo. That. Yeah, that rabbit and, looking mask thing. Yeah, and if you if you think if you think about it, like even looking at it, like all the I, I haven't read any of the rabbit hole stuff because I'm not gonna sit on Reddit and read stuff, but just judging by all the the Alice in Wonderland type things and the wet the, yeah. the rabbit on Alice in Wonderland, and if you watch that QR code video, you had the checkerboard, which is very you know Alice in Wonderland ish. Um, you had the you have that. I mean, I'm even going with that figure, the uh, WWE Superstars figure, who's yeah, he dressed like as? Matt Hatter, the Matt Hatter, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I think I, I I definitely think it's Bray Wyatt. And I, I I like the slow burn of it too. I'm hoping nothing happens on SmackDown because everyone's like, "Oh my god, nine twenty three, something's gonna happen." I hope nothing happened. I don't. Be, I, I hope something happens, but he doesn't show up. I hope it's just another See, clue. Just, See, sometimes I, uh, I feel like you can you can draw these things out too long. Well, yeah. no, no, I, this, I yeah, I dis- I disagree, Marco. I don't think it's been a slow burn. It feels like this thing's already built into a crescendo. And I'm with you though. I hope at SmackDown we just get another clue. Yeah. If I had one like minor critique of how this is going down, I feel like it's almost moving too fast because they had it. You know, they had it last Friday on SmackDown. They had it at the house shows over the weekends. Yep. And then on Monday we had it. And we had the QR code. If I'm booking this thing, I would have had I would have done that first one last Friday night and then wait maybe like five or six weeks, do it again and keep building until you get to like the rumble, you know, and then maybe the rumble you have that happen in the middle of the match and then have Bray come out. Um, Because but it feels like the buzz is really building on this thing to where I mean, I don't know about how most fans are. I know to me, the the thing I'm most excited for on uh, SmackDown this Friday night is seeing what happens next with yeah. this whole this whole thing. Um, I don't think they could string it out to the Rumble. Uh, maybe we'll see Bray come back at Extreme. They're yeah, trying to get it before Saudi, dude. They're like, we got to get yeah. this to, to Saudi, dude. <laughs> yeah. Bray doesn't want to go to Saudi. Bray's got a bad history there. You know, he had he did win the world championship against Seth there, but that whole angle was just doomed. I think that yeah. angle set both of those guys back years. And yeah. then, you know, he lost to Goldberg in like a minute and a half yeah. in Saudi. Um, Jordan, what do you think, man? Are we going to see Bray Friday night? No, it, it, not yet. But, um, I do think this is smart to do this now because this is technically the downtime for wrestling right now. I mean, yeah, this, yeah, it, it's football season. Monday Night Raw just doesn't get the same ratings they do all year right now. So it, it's smart to be doing this now. But I do agree. I I hope they don't draw this out too long because I feel like if if this goes on for four months, it's just going to lose its luster. And then when he, if it does end up being Bray, I just feel like. People are still going to be excited, but at that point, we've already been on this for four months. So I hope they yeah. don't string it out too long. Agree. All right, let's hear from the two bad chads at the Turnbuckle Tavern, and then we will get into some wrestling figure talk. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. the Ric Flair drip you know what time it is it is the figure four so let's get started by talking about this uh macho man ultimate edition bargain hunt controversy (laughs) so 
full disclosure, Monday night, uh, I lucked out. I decided to make the trip over to Cordova, which is about 40 minutes away from our house. And uh, I got the last two Ultimate Edition Macho Man figures they had. But I talked to the guy there. They had over 30 at the store originally. And if you've seen the pictures on social media, it's been just a gang of these figures showing up at the different bargain hunts throughout the nation. So, uh, I mean, what do we think is going on here? Sheen, do you have any explanation for why this Target exclusive figure that they've already had tons of pre-orders for is showing up at bargain hunt for $18? Um, no, dude. I mean, well, first of all, Target is absolute trash at pre-orders. Like that's no, that's no surprise. Like they're, they're just horrible. All I canceled all mine. I had like nine I, that during San Diego Comic-Con, all the Target exclusives that went yeah. on pre-order. I had them all on pre-order and after Monday night, I canceled all of my pre-orders. Yeah. So it, I think there's something going on with like the, the warehouse or, I mean, the, not necessarily the, di- the distribution, but I think it could have the, it's possible that they made it to the stores and just somehow never got put out. And then they got like sent back. You know what I mean? Like I when, think it's the stupid street date thing that they're doing. You know? Yeah. They like they're not putting stuff out months instead, after yeah, they get them. Exactly. So they're just like having this stuff sit in the back and then it's going to get like, you know, re- not recalled. I forget what the, what the terminology is for it, but when basically like you just box the shit back up and, and send it back the to the stores. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I'm thinking too, man. I think this stuff's getting back there. And I think at the store level, like those store managers that they actually have, they're the ones that actually have to deal with like the square footage in their warehouse or whatever. Right. They're like, why are these sitting here? Let's just move them. And yeah. Make and well, and, and they don't give a shit about wrestling figures. Exactly. They're, they're and if they scan it and they see like, it's all the same skew, you know what I mean? Like if all these action figures come under the same skew, it's like, Oh, well we already have so many of these, you know, they're not saying like, Oh, these are ultimate edition macho mans. I, it's just, it's, it's a mess, dude. Like I, I, if you pre-order with Target, just don't get your hopes up. We have seen some people get theirs, so that's hopeful, you know? Like but I've those, seen- those aren't people getting them off the pre-orders. That's just some Targets put these out. Because these oh, things started okay. showing- Oh, I saw somebody in the group. Yeah, they started showing up here and there in Targets. Like, I want to say, it was either late June or early July. You'd see them kind of sporadically popping up at Targets, and then nothing. And the, the street date on it right now is October 2nd for, uh, for Target, so- We'll see. Action figure attack has said that they're, you know, he's confirmed that they're on the next planogram, which is fine. Like I'm sure that that's on there. I mean, where are they going to get them? No stock. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think because most stores are only getting like six to eight of these things. Um, And the bargain hunts you see have like 30, 40 figures. They're stacked. Like that's like insane. But they're only eighteen bucks, which is win for the people that do find them. You know. I'm saying right now, Target better fucking price match, man. That's bullshit. Yeah. They don't price match. So I, if anybody needs it, I took pictures of the price tag with the uh, barcode and stuff uh, off the ones that I found. So feel free to hit me up. We will we will hook you up to try to get Target to price match these things. Micah, if your bitch ass is listening at the west side Oahu Target, you're gonna price match this fucking figure, dude. I'm telling you, right Micah now, of man. all people will not price match, and it's Hawaii. They're probably like seventy dollars in Hawaii. Damn. Yeah. Um, Marco, what do you think, man? Is, is Target going to end up getting these figures? Um, I mean, they've gotten every other one. I mean, the the Batistas look like they weren't showing up. Um, then they started, you know, sprinkling around, and then eventually they started. I, I started seeing Batistas like crazy after a while. We, we, never, we, never, we never saw, saw Batistas at Bargain Hunt. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunt, That's the biggest thing with this is I'm like all of the like not all of the stock, but a huge so percentage mean. of the stock. Yeah, if you just saw like one or two hit Bargain Hunt, but every Bargain Hunt picture that I've seen from people that have found them has I mean it's literally it's been like up. shelves and shelves and shelves. Get, what I'm thinking too is what happened was like a lot of people, I'm not sure how many people did that um the uh the new gen 
pre-orders. I'm not sure like what the number yeah. that is, but a lot of people that, you know, cause that was announced like way before. Wasn't that Macho Man? Like that Macho Man was announced before the new gen stuff or maybe around the same time last year. Yeah, I think he was a little bit after. Yeah. yeah. This new target exclusive ultimate edition. Yeah, so, yeah. He was shortly after, so, but so you gotta think those are probably a lot. Those are probably a lot of cancels. Those are probably those, those. Those could be a lot of people that pre-ordered and then canceled. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I feel like anybody that's yeah. hardcore enough to back the new gen arena is probably also wanting that NWO Macho Man. And the other thing that makes me think that there's some sort of glitch in the system on this particular figure is you can still pre-order it right now yeah, on Target. You can. Whereas like the Sammy Guevara AEW exclusive Gone. that they dropped just a couple weeks ago, he sold out. You know, yeah. so I I don't know, man. I it's I mean, weird. I hope everybody that wants this figure gets it. There should be enough on eBay that they're not too expensive, but I got a bad feeling, man. Yeah, but I, I, I just got my, my spidey sense is tingling yeah. on this. If I, don't, if I don't get mine, it says October 7th is when I should get mine delivered. If it, if it doesn't come, I'm just going to cancel it. So I'm not even like in a like I don't, I'm not in a dire need for this Macho Man yeah. anyway, but I'm just going to play the waiting game and see. See what I'll be that. I'll be that experimental uh, guinea pig for the uh, order. <laughs> see if it uh, see if it shows up, actually. What's you guys in it? So I know, you know, Big Lots, Ollie's, and Bargain Hunt are all pretty heavy down here in the South, man. What's you guys' big, like, bargain store, or, like, discount store up in the Northeast, Marco? Uh, probably Big, I mean, Big Lots, same thing. You guys do got Big Lots yeah, up there? Yeah, Big Lots. Um, when I was a kid, I used to call that store Big Lots of Crap. Sometimes my mom would make <laughs> wow. us go there. If we, like, typically, if we were, like, getting a birthday present for, like, like, you know, a friend's party or something, which it makes sense to me now. Like, I would totally do that. Like, if we had... if. If Brett or Stella had a birthday party they had to go to, yeah, we're hitting we're hitting Ollie's, we're hitting yeah. Bargain Hunt for the gift. They, but... they just get invited to some random kid's birthday. You're like, all right, what well, can we go? <laughs> yeah. What about out in Nebraska, Jordan? What do you guys got? Yeah, it's all Big Lots here. We don't. There's really nothing else here. I did not realize Big Lots was nationwide. Yeah, man. I thought Big Lots was like exclusive to the big southeast. Big Lots is big, dude. Big and lots of crap, man. Mm-hmm. There's always there's lot there's lots of crap in the nation dude, that <laughs> needs to be discounted. So store exclusives definitely continue to be the uh, the biggest bane of wrestling figure collectors' existence. Uh, Jordan, man, we'll, we'll do a quick this or that. Are you going Walmart or Target? If there if only one place could continue to get store exclusives, who would you go with? Walmart, because I've never had a problem getting one of the Walmart exclusives. I, I've had yeah. many problems getting Target exclusives. It's just. Like you said, dude, Target doesn't give a shit about action figures. I feel like Walmart, at the very least, they put everything out when they get it. Exactly. Yes, that dude. is my that was that was gonna be my point, Jordan. Literally, yeah. like when you when they get shit, whether they have to stack it on top of the display, like on out, the shelf, man. they're putting it out, dude. They're not gonna keep nothing in the back of the warehouse, dude. Whatever they have is out on the shelf. Yes, yeah, Walmart, yeah, hundred percent. Target's always a better shopping experience for everything aside from collectible action figures. But yeah, Walmart is all about that fucking revenue stream, dude. They want you grabbing their product, going to the fucking self checkout and scanning it and paying for it, man. And yeah, it'll be a hot mess, man. Like they may have this. You, that's why at Walmart, you always go look at the top shelf and then go over to there. There's always that like grab bag aisle at Walmart where they just got random shit. I found wrestling figures over there before, too. Um, so, yeah, if they were only going to do one, I, w- I would go Walmart, man, all the way. Uh, what about you, Marco? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Walmart only because um, I've had even even recently, even like going on the uh, on their website or on the app and uh, you check like a figure to see if it's in stock. It'll actually tell you, like, obviously what store and all that stuff. I've actually had success in actually seeing it on the app and going to the store and, it, and, it, and it's sitting on the on the pegs. So that even nice. that gives me the yeah. I mean, that gives me the edge right there for uh, for Walmart. But yeah, I mean, I've I've gotten pre-orders from Target. Um 
but I mean, like f- few and far in between. Um, Walmart's definitely the better of the uh, of the two, and I feel like obviously they're no Toys R Us, but I feel like they're more, you know, they're more they're more of the toy game than Target is. We'll we'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, Walmart has its issues too, man. Which I'm really starting to get nervous about this Superstars line. Have you guys seen any of like the Series Two figures, aside from? Like the series two or series three, aside from Ultimate Warrior and Undertaker on the pegs, have you guys seen those? Like, I haven't seen Hall, Nash, nope. or HBK nope. on the pegs at all. Those. I haven't seen Mankind, uh, Moondog Man, or Papa Shango. And I've had those figures for months now, man. Yeah. Like, it, but they did. I'm nervous because I love this line, dude. But Walmart did ship series two. Like, if you pre ordered it, you've got them now. Like, mm. I mean, at least I got mine. Yeah. I don't know if those pre orders are enough to keep it going, though, because. I mean, the Superstars line, they're my favorite figures right now, even more than Ultimate Editions. I, I freaking love those. So I feel like that first line is going to end up killing this line, dude. The, they just sit on the pegs. Like the, the entire first line is just sitting on the pegs in Omaha. What was that first line? It was, uh, it was Hulk. Bray. Was it Honky Tonk Man? And and, uh, yeah. And it's just sitting, dude. You can get the entire line. Yeah. Yep. Brave, I mean, the that Brave about- one was a weird choice also. I don't know why they went with that Mad Hatter Brave figure instead of like the Fiend or just regular Brave. I was going to say, yeah, that to me, that that's a collector's line. And I, f- I feel like if you're trying to just get kids to buy stuff, like it's all legends. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's yeah. like, it's really hard. You're going to have to throw it like the retros. It don't get a had- lot of shelf appeal. Exactly. Like no kid's going to walk up and be like, oh yeah, I can't wait to get this Mankind figure. You know what I mean? Or you like- know what I think would help if they did a ring? man like do a throwback to the the rimco awa ring and give us a ring for that line because then kids got some playability with those yeah there's there's no nostalgia for the kids for for those they're gonna have to add in some you know current superstars so that's a perfect segue because we're now going to talk about power town this is like the ultimate nostalgia wrestling line um i pre-ordered the whole first series i think I'm very, I'm still very skeptical about it, but I, I'm all in on these figures. Uh, Jordan, I think me and you talked, you said you passed on these, right? Yeah. I, I don't, there's nothing wrong with them. I just, I don't know, man. I'm already at a point now where I'm going to have to just start deciding like what I am and am not keeping. Collecting, I mean, whatever, you guys can make fun of me if you want, but collecting MOC and Funko's MOC, it's just too much, man. I'm gonna have to buy. Hey, I'm gonna have to buy another fucking house. Like, dude, <laughs> I started. I, I record in the fig room, and I was looking around tonight when I sat down, and I'm just like, "Good God, dude, I got to do something." Well, closing in. Do you have a storage unit, or you keep everything there at the crib? Everything, as far as collectibles, stays here. We do have a storage unit, but it's just for like um, decorations and stuff like that. Like, I obviously don't have enough room to store all of our holiday decorations, so those go in a storage unit, but. I don't know, man. I'm going to have to do something because this shit's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I pre-ordered, man. I made it the rare credit card purchase just because I, I have a hard time. I don't know. It's like a, a weird thing on my like, like uh, just like the way my brain works, man. If I don't think something's going to end up happening, I always just put it end up putting it on a credit card because I don't want that money sitting out of my bank account and end up getting freaking gypped on it, man. I'm very skeptical if these things are going to end up... Uh, actually releasing you know what i mean i i I hope they do but um i don't know it seems just very optimistic that that these figures are actually going to drop you know it seems like you're you're more on the pulse on these like was the what was the review like or what was the response like when they put these on pre-order because i didn't see anything 
so I waited like a day, and then when I, when I ordered them, there was I think I was order number eleven hundred. So I can only assume that you know they started at order number one, and that to me that means there was only like in twenty four hours only eleven hundred people that's ordered bad. these, and that that's not yeah. even saying that everyone ordered the full set either. Yeah, because these things, I mean, dude, they look like they're going to be expensive to make, man. I mean, if they end up coming out, they're going to be some of the most beautiful wrestling figures we've ever gotten. They got really detailed belts, awesome looking face sculpts. The entrance gear looks great. Like, they're going to be tremendous figures. Um, but I just have a hard I have a hard time making the dollars and cents work out on it, man. That's why I, I fully expect at some point to get an email saying that, you know, these are canceled and they're refunded or you know, hopefully that's the case. And it's not just like, you know, a year and a half from now, I'm like, oh shit, those figures still haven't come here. Let me, let me cancel that charge. Yeah. You know? They're going to need a hell of a lot more than 1100 orders if they're really going to make these. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think, Marco? What's your, what's your take on the, the power town line? Um, yeah, I wasn't completely sold on it. I mean, there's a pretty, uh, I, I pass on it. I'm with Jordan on that one, mainly because, um, obviously storage as well as, uh, I just, to me, they're not appealing. Um, there's like maybe one figure out of that. And that's the Brody, the Bruiser Brody figure. I'd probably pre-order if I wasn't in pre-order one, but even that isn't pulling me. Um, they're all renders too, which is, you know, they, they look great. Um, like the packaging looks great and all that stuff. It's just, I think I need to see something physical um, before, you know, anything. And, you know, who knows when that's going to actually happen. And you can still pre-order all everything. Nothing's yeah. like out of stock. So it's probably either, you know, made to order, I'm assuming. Um, but it, it even doesn't have like a deadline saying, hey, you know, pre-order by this time or it's going to stop. So who knows? Sorry. Yeah, sorry, it might Seth. be. Cons- if we're, if we're, no, if we're uh, no, making I'm you feel right, bad. I'm right there with you, man. I told you guys, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm super skeptical on these also. Like I said, if it's ever a risky purchase, that's when I, I, I do the credit card instead of just the bank card or whatever, yeah. man. Um, so I, I, I'm skeptical on these as well. I'm rooting for them, but at this point I'm putting it at like, I think it's a 51% chance that I actually end up getting these figures in hand someday. Um, but I just, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the look of these figures and some, and, and I hope it's good enough that they can keep it going. But at this point, if we get, uh, if we end up getting series one, I will call it a success. Uh, so one other thing before we wrap up figure four, I want to do a quick live review of Elite 97. Ringside Collectible shipped that to Sheena last week, and we're going to get her thoughts on the figure. So let's start off. Sheena, what did you think of Omos first Elite? I mean, it looks like Omos. It's all all black gear. Um, it's a good figure, but it's nothing that's like, you know, to write home about. <laughs> I thought he, I thought he needed the entrance coat, man. I really thought that he needed the uh, the entrance jacket to really kind of make give it the elite feel. You know, it felt yeah, like it was missing a little something. It does kind of have like a basic feel to it. Jordan, you're not a fan of this one, no, dude. I fucking don't like anything about Omos. Why? What would make you think I would like the figure? <laughs> I mean, yeah, hey, I mean, you got to have the figure, though. I mean, he's I'm gonna give, played a pretty prominent role. Uh, he did play a prominent role when Triple H wasn't in charge. Now he That's plays true. no role. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen him on TV in forever. That a boy, like. Triple H. I knew you'd do something right. <laughs> All right, let's go to King Xavier. It's cool. I like the crown. Um, partial to the crown because, you know, we were there whenever Roman Reigns took, um, you know, Xavier's crown on TV. So we can recreate that moment with our figures now. But, uh, yeah, it's got a chase, too. I kind of like I kind of like the, the red pants. The um, chase one? Yeah. 
Yeah, the white one was cool, man. It felt like it was a little bit of a they kind of cheaped out on us because he's got I hate when they just paint on the belt, man. Like the yeah. uh Yeah. He's just got the painted on buckle on the dots instead of molded. I, I'm kind of with you. That that figure only really does it for me off the nostalgia of being there when Roman took the crown. It would be kind of cool to throw that crown on a Roman figure now that I think about it. Uh, what about Momda, the uh, the mom version of Ronda Rousey? <laughs> I mean, I'm al- I'm always partial to a mom figure. You know, I mean, th- this is my this is my crew. I hated this gear for Ronda though. I remember when she was wearing this little. It seemed lady. like yeah, it seemed like they didn't realize she was going to come back until like two days before, and they just went to Lululemon and, yeah. and screened printed the baddest on some top that they exactly built. yeah so I, I don't i don't really love this gear it's fine it's a it's a it's an okay figure but again all black no no special paint apps or anything so yeah it's okay all right what about seamus um it's a cool figure i don't really love this version of seamus the figure's fine i just hated that part of that time in his gimmick what, what about yes, you guys exactly. what, are you guys fan of the, the peaky blinders seamus look no yeah uh, uh, i don't hate it does nothing so we got for indifference me. and we got dislike it, it, yeah. the, uh, it just does nothing for me yeah I guess. it does nothing for me yeah it's i mean it's a cool looking figure i mean with the mask and everything but again like i, I if you watch if you actually watched him do that on tv you're like eh yeah all right, let's go with Alexa Bliss with Lily. Alexa's cool. I really like this. I like the blue gear. Um, love the Lily doll. Lily has articulated also. She's got head articulation. That's mm-hmm. cool. And lo- I love Alexa's makeup um, application. This is a really good figure. I think I might end up making that a mashup. I may try to take that head sc- that uh, that head sculpt and put it on the Ultimate Edition. And throw the Lily doll in there with like the dress and the accessories mm-hmm. she had. So I, I may end up making that a two for one special between Elite ninety seven and Alexa's Ultimate Edition. Yeah, they have a, and they have a lot of detail on her gear, which I really like too. All right, and last but not least, the uh, mm. the main event of Elite ninety seven yeah. Chainsaw Charlie. Oh boy, this this is, I love this figure, but I got some serious issues with the design on it. Yeah, man. Seth and I were talking about after we got it. Um, I mean, it's cool that we finally have Chainsaw Charlie. But I mean, how much would it, it have it really is a cool cost? Figure too, but. Yeah, how much would it have really cost for them to like get like a tiny little piece of like pantyhose and actually put it over the head yeah. sculpt of the figure? Because like the the paint job looks so strange. Like it the, looks almost like I feel like the budget would be there because Seamus is. You know, we we know from following the line for so long that these things are budgeted by each series. Seamus is the only figure with soft goods in this set. Everybody else has. Uh, yeah, but he got has, he got a coat stuff. and a. Mask. Oh, Seamus took all the budget in this set. He has mask, <laughs> but the coat, hat, that, that jacket is the only soft goods though. There's no soft goods in this set. Yeah, I yeah, I think that. I mean, yeah, like if you knew Chainsaw Charlie, you would tell what it was. I feel like if you showed that to somebody who did know who Chainsaw Charlie was, I think they'd have a hard time putting it together that he's supposed to have a pantyhose on his head. Yeah, there's that. Then like the the sawdust effect, you know, yeah, I, I posted looks, it in the Facebook group, man. It looks like that he's just got powdered sugar from the freaking Mid-South Fair. Uh, you know, he he just got done going ham on his funnel <laughs> cake. Dude, this was the 80s, bro. That was definitely cocaine. That's not, that's, <laughs> not, that's not powdered sugar, man. I don't know what you're going with that. that yeah, that's not sawdust then, or powdered sugar, Seth. They did it right. Yeah, oh, still man. a cool figure. I feel like. You know, maybe they should have given us like the box that he sawed himself out of. You guys remember that on yeah. the uh, when yep. he made his debut? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like that would have made it complete, but um, still a cool figure, man. What, what about you, Jordan? What do you think is the best figure in Elite ninety seven? 
I mean, the one I was looking most forward to was Chainsaw Charlie, just because I never in a million years thought we were ever getting that figure. So I'm still going to pick that personally. Yeah. Marco, what's your MVP? Also Chainsaw? Yeah, probably Chainsaw. I mean, I forget who posted. It was something on Instagram. I'm not sure. One of the figure pages I followed, they did like a comparison of the uh, that one and the past Chainsaw Charlies with like the the actual nylon. And I was like, damn, why couldn't they have done that? They did that back in like the the classic superstars days. Like it doesn't take much to do it, but oh well. But yeah. Yeah, I saw that comparison on IG also. It uh it, it looked pretty good. I feel like if we could get like a hybrid between the three chainsaw charlies that have come out so far, we'd be all set. Yeah. But you know, I'd rather have what we have now than, than not have him. And he is a cool figure. So again, use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all of elite 97 let's hear from the extra cooler show hey everyone it's nick better known as extra cooler is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past yes there is it's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages if that sounds like fun to you then be sure to check out my new podcast the extra cooler show where each episode my survivor series team and i review an old school match chosen by you the listeners the Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. All right, it's time for the Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week. This segment is brought to you by Chalkline. We want to remind you guys to use code PF10 to save 10% on all your chocolate purchases, courtesy of the Pod Foundation. Uh, Jordan, what do you got for us for a retro recommendation this week? Oh, baby. I watched this last night, so there, there's no more logical choice. Uh, Halloween Havoc 1996. Um, incredible show, top to bottom. Probably my favorite Halloween Havoc. Uh, maybe 93, but it, it's debatable at least. Um, yeah, really great show. Marco, how about you? I'm going to go way back to uh, uh, 2010. Um, there's going to be a, it's going to be a YouTube. It's not going to be on Peacock. It's a oh, uh, boy. Dean Ambrose versus uh, Brian Danielson. Um, it's the they're they're wrestling at a place called the Heartland Wrestling Association. Um, the show was called Road to Destiny, and it was in Ohio. Um, it's about a 20 minute um, Broadway, as they like to say, and they literally it's like. It's basically watching a younger version of both of them do this the match that you just watched tonight. Nothing like they don't look like they're, you know, you know, young in the game or anything like that. It's it's just a brutal like technical uh match. It's a, it's really good. So definitely uh search that uh Dean Ambrose versus Daniel Bryan dash HWA on YouTube. And uh is it a uh, is it a WWE show or no? It's a it's it's a Heartland Wrestling Association. Okay. It's not even WWE. This is before they even step foot in there. That's a deep cut. We will uh, we'll get the link to that in the yeah. show notes as well. If you guys want to uh, check that out, uh, I wanted to go something September based, so I went September nineteen ninety six in your house mind games. Uh, I was inspired by Chalkline. They just dropped the the Shawn Michaels shorts uh, from the gear he wore in that in his famous match with Mankind. So, you guys know all the bangers that 
Mick Foley's put on throughout the years, and he's on record as saying his match with Shawn Michaels at uh, In Your House Mind Games is his all-time best. I agree. It's a, a crazy, crazy match. The whole show is pretty fun, so I, I recommend the whole show, but if you only got time, about 30 minutes, check out HBK and Mankind from In Your House. Uh, the, the kids were stirring, so Sheena had to go up and check on them. We don't know if she'll be back or not. She had to bow out gracefully for just a sec, but we're going to go ahead and soldier on with this show. Let's hear from John Swallow and coming down the aisle before we get into our listener mail. you want to feel the war of the crown? Then strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it, along with their fandom. Also, each week, I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on eat up and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple Spotify or wherever you get podcasts today. Oh yeah, dig it. All right, so Sheena asked and the Foley fam delivered with the listener mail for this week. Let's get into it. So again, we expanded listener mail to not just uh, wrestling talk. It can also be uh, life advice. And that's kind of the flavor of the first question. So Chris Foreman says, our first kiddo will be here November 14th. And to say I'm scared as hell and excited is an understatement. But my question is, when did the parents on the show start allowing their kiddo to watch wrestling with them? I want to share it with her, but don't want her turn. Don't want to turn her into a mini Nick Gage. Uh, Marco, you want to take this one first? A mini Nick Gage. Um, what did I? What did I let him start watching? The girls really don't care for it too much. I mean, they'll watch it if I'm watching it, but they're not like super into it. Um, I want to say like around maybe f- he's five now, so probably like within the la- not probably like around four. Maybe he's yeah, maybe four. He started watching it with me and stuff like that. He's not obviously he's not doing any like you know Nick Age you know cutting himself or anything like that. But uh, I mean. I don't see a problem with them watching it at that age. They're not going to, you know, he does get a little crazy with his, uh, the wrestling figures that I have for him. Um, they are, he likes to break limbs, <laughs> literally, on the figures. But uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think four or five is probably a good time for me anyway. I mean, anything earlier, he just didn't really care when he was like two, two three years old. He didn't give a crap, but I noticed like around four and now that he's uh, f- five and six, he's starting to, he, he's way more into it than he was. So nice. Uh, Jordan, what about Zoe? Did you get into it as a youngster? Yeah. So Zoe started watching probably about age four. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we took her to her first show at age four. Um, John Cena just, it, she watched every time he was on. So um, that whole Cena provides for the kids thing really is a real thing, man. It, she was glued to it from the moment between him and Naomi. I don't know which one was her favorite, but it was both of those. Um, as far as being scared about having a kid, don't be scared, man. It's a, it's a learning process. And it, it, when they're small, it's easy to learn as the, as you go. Um, uh, the other two of my co-hosts will tell you once they get mobile, that's when you start having problems, but don't yep. be nervous <laughs> when they're really small, man. It's yeah. It just enjoy the moments, man. Cause 
they're only that small for a short period of time, and you just think it's going to last forever, and it doesn't. Because once oh, they start no. moving, you are fucked. Oh yeah, definitely. That's, <laughs> I think we yeah we could all yeah, agree em- on that one. Definitely embrace the newborn stage, man. At the time, you're going to feel like it's the most difficult thing you've ever experienced, but that first like you know seven eight months for their crawling is uh it, that that's really your your relaxation period. That that's kind of your your learning phase as a parent. Yep. Once, once they're moving around, yet yeah, you're on guard twenty four seven. Uh, another life advice question. Johnny JB says, age old question. Does the toilet paper roll go over or under? <laughs> wow. I mean, this, I, could, I this could make or break the show. I'm an right over now. guy, dude. I, I'm an over guy all the way. Yeah, yeah, I'm an I'm an over guy as well. I just oh man, I just I pull the toilet paper. Like it doesn't really matter to me, honestly. Uh no, no it, matters. It, it does matter to me. It matters to me. I if to the point to where if I'm at someone's house and it's under, oh I'll swap it around. God. Oh yeah, me too. I won't do I won't do it at a public restroom, but if I'm at someone's house and using the facilities, I will swap it around if I see it under. <laughs> oh it just doesn't God. make sense to me, man. Over is the way to go, dude. It's just that's the natural order of things. You're with me on this one, right, Mark? Oh yeah, no, definitely. That's I'm, I'm with you on that. It definitely has to be over. Um, under is, you know, it's you're just weird. This is a, that's just a weird way to put toilet paper on for me. Anyway, it's it's so like how do you, you have to like reach a little bit more to grab. It's no, it's over, over, over all the way. Sorry. All right, Zach Hertzler says, seeing that WWE announced War Games. At Survivor Series for this year, do you prefer a War Games match or the tra- the traditional Survivor Series type match? Um, for me, I'm Survivor Series all the way. War Games always sounds way better um, in theory, right? Like it's just so cool, like you know, an eight man or ten man match in a double cage. But the match is really delivered. Whereas we have had some bangers in Survivor Series style matches over the years, so. Um, for me, I'm taking. I'm going Survivor Series. Even though War Games is one of the coolest match types ever, I'd take a Survivor Series match any day of the week. Sheena's back with us. Uh, she successfully got the kids back down. Um, Sheena, jump back in the fray here. We're going. Uh, Zach Kurtzer said Survivor Series or War Games. Which type? Which match type you prefer? I like Survivor Series. I, I I do enjoy a good War Games match, but there's just there's just so much going on in a in a War Games match and. Uh, yeah, I like a good old traditional Survivor Series. I don't like the brand warfare. I don't like that. Brand warfare is gone, so that's that's another good. Yeah, plus I for like Survivor I like just a year. good you know heel versus faces Survivor Series matchup. Um, but yeah, the the red versus blue, the one night a year that the two meet in combat or whatever the hell the tagline was, yeah. was didn't work for me. I will say the NXT War Games have been really really good for the most part. They they've delivered. Whereas, like I said, if you go back to the WCW War Games matches, a lot of those were more missed than uh, than hits. Uh, Jordan, what say you, man? War Games or Survivor Series? Man, I seriously thought I was going to be alone on this. I thought everybody was going to say War Games. I'm 100% on Survivor Series. I I think this is going to take away from Survivor Series a little bit, personally. I was completely fine, like you guys said, with them leaving this in NXT. I don't really feel like this is something that needs to be on the main show. Um I, I do have a rebuttal for Sheena saying she didn't like the brand one. I thought 2019 when they did Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT was the best yeah. they've ever yeah, done. Yeah, that was a good one. I like that one. Yeah, that was the that, that was, was good, was good in one. 2016, the first year of yeah. the newest brand split. That one was fun too. But yeah. dude, I feel like War Games it's it's all it suffers from like the same battle royale effect because you end up with ten people in there at the same time. Yeah, and like six or seven of them are just going to be doing forearms in the corner over yeah. and over or they're going to be laid out on the ropes, you know, like 
it's just it doesn't lend itself to the action like a Survivor Series. Yeah, I don't does. hate it. I mean, I think it, I think War Games should just be its own thing. Like it should take the place of like whatever, like you know, Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, it used and to all be its own pay per view. It was yeah. it was Fall Brawl War Games. That was WCW. exactly. But if they're gonna bring it to the main roster, let it be like that post WrestleMania. You know, like just just something. Survivor in Series the is time. Just, it, it's been out in the wilderness as a as a main pay per view for the last twenty years. Man, they they've never been able to figure it out. Um, Marco, what about you, man? Are you are you Survivor Series or War Games? Oh, no, I mean, we're all old school here, so definitely Survivor Series. But I mean, the, like like he said, um, like Jordan said, the last great I think the last great Survivor Series match was um, more recent with that NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown match, um, and yeah, it felt it, it felt like it's been so long, so long ago that we haven't like we actually know. seen a Survivor Series type match that like. You almost want to pick war games as the uh, I know, as you've seen exactly. that more recently, but um, yeah, in, in tradition, yes, definitely, definitely uh, the good old Survivor Series match. I'm, I'm not even sure if we'll ever see it again. I mean, the way it's going, I don't know either. Who knows? We, you know, you mentioned that you, you and Jordan both mentioned that Survivor Series 2019. We got to pour out a little, uh, little alcohol for Keith Lee, man. Remember, yeah. it ended up being Roman yeah. versus Keith Lee, and at that moment, like there was absolutely no doubt in any of our minds that Keith Lee was about to be a main event yeah. in WWE for the next ten years. Like that was yeah. so mage when him and Roman went toe to toe in that Rome, or in that Survivor Series, and it just kind of. Kind of fizzled out. Yeah, and he was doing all those press rounds and everything, just getting like turning yeah. on the charm, dude. Thank just you, really thanks. being, you know, Mr. WWE. Yeah. So, well, Sheen is going to take back over in the driver's seat for QA. All right. Brian Vermeer, uh, most recent winner of our Chick Foley show, uh, 2K Rumble. Yes. Congrats, Brian. Yeah. With King Kong Bundy, won our, won our Chick Foley show Rumble. Uh, and shout out to Brian Vermeer. Uh, Brian Vermeer, he, donated the prize for the Royal Rumble and then he actually won the Royal Rumble. So that's some instant wow, figure karma for you right that's there. Good. So yeah, what a what a guy. Um with the new windowless boxes that Hasbro is doing, if Mattel goes the same route, will Jordan still be MOC? Ooh, Ooh. I like this question. For me, <laughs> it's hard to continue MOC. Yeah, what are you going to do is MOC if you can't see the figure, Jordan? I hate that they're doing this. I absolutely <laughs> fucking hate it. Like, when I Jordan saw... hates the environment. Shut up. When I saw that they were doing this, I was disgusted immediately. I was like, dude, here's the other thing. So if you do windowless, what happens if your figure's all jacked up in there and you can't exactly. see it until you... you never know. But it doesn't matter if you're MOC collector because when you're displaying yeah. it, it's just going to be the box. I'm not... By the no, 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 no. an empty box. No, here's my... No, I, I'm not just speaking for MOC collectors. I'm speaking for everybody. A windowless box is so stupid because the people that do open these figures, exactly. I'm sure, would like to see the figure before they buy it. What happens if Fair it's enough. only got one leg in there? Like, dude. And what happens if it's figure swaps? Yeah. Or if it's like that cross eyed Trish Stratus figure that I bought <laughs> you as a gift. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And yeah, like Sheena just said, what happens if it's a figure swap? You're never going to know until you get it home. Figure swaps are licking their chops. Dude. They're the, they're oh, the yeah. meme of the guy behind the tree rubbing his hands. Yeah. I, I cannot wait. Yeah. I don't think it. Mattel will do it. I, I really I, don't. Because you, how can you do chases, too? That's the other thing. Yeah, you just put the picture on the front of the box. outside of the box. Yeah. Nah. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I mean, it, it, obviously, you know, if you want to t- get like environmentally and all that stuff, a lot of companies are starting to go like, you know, carbon based and stuff like that and getting rid of plastics and all that stuff. And obviously a lot of those, you know, packaging, they have a lot of plastic on it. So um, I-, I wouldn't be surprised if you know, you see like pretty much a lot of uh, 
figures fall suit and dude, just go all nobody, just go open bay, dude. Yeah. Just get rid of the plastic. Leave the box the same, but get rid of the bubble. Yeah, but then you yeah. but then you have a uh, you have a you know loss prevention situation. Yeah, yeah I mean I get it. People are still gonna steal shit. Um, I don't know. There's there's no good solution on this. No, thing. no, dude, nobody hates nobody hates single use plastic as much as I do. I am a single use plastic. Like and dude, I've been and I, I think, but I still think this is bullshit. Like I've been I, saying for the longest, ringside should have an option where you could spend like yeah. six bucks less for shipping, and they just and ship get it, it to loose. you loose, dude. Yeah, or I mean, Mattel should just they they should just roll out. They should just have like a case of. Sh- of loose figures where yeah. there's no packaging because that would offset if you didn't make packages for like you know you a, a of third of the figures you know what i mean like that would offset the cost yeah. for them and it would off- offset the cost for the environment like for the single pack you know what i mean you could and you could pay less and get the loose fig just the figure with the I, accessories i appreciate the packaging it's really nice and it's a fun experience but i could totally do without like if there was an option for me to just go packaging free on my figures i would totally take that 100 i'm yeah. out on figure collecting if this becomes a thing i'm dead serious let's mark this date september no, 22nd I, I will i will delete the fig god account I, i'm done with figure collecting if dude, they just, do this just take the dive dude just just start cracking them open man nah, i'm not doing Save, right. your, save yourself. All right. Well, we got another question for Jordan from our buddy Sambro. He says, Jordan, have you cataloged all of your Funkos? Uh, if so, what's your estimated value? I think the last time I looked, I'm not going to look it up right now, but I think the last time I looked, it was at like 47,000. Damn. Jeez. Oh, my God. And that wasn't even fully updated. I think that was, I think I was at like 1,600 at that point. So I, I think I'm at like 1,853 right now. I feel like your Funko collection is like underrated, bro. Like you really need to start giving us some more pub, man. You gotta have one of the most epic Funko collections out there, dude. Yeah, dude. Start start documenting that shit. I'm dude. your best friend. I've never even really seen your collection in all its glory, dude. Yeah. Well, you've also never been to my house, so there's that. Look at well, I, I mean, guess there's we know this thing called I've, I've, never, <laughs> I've never been I've never been to Fig Vault's house. I've never been to freaking um Fig Hill. You know, Fig Hill's house or Are you my comparing me to them? Like seen, I, I'm one of you guys' best friends in life and you're comparing me to people that you guys have never even met in person. Like, come no, on, bro. But I'm just I'm saying my comparison is is that exactly. I barely I barely know these people outside of the internet and I've I know all of their figure collection. I've seen their whole figure rooms. I think we need a video. I think you need to do a Facebook Live in the Chick Foley group and show off your your Funko collection, dude. I'll think about it at a later date. We're gonna make it happen. Yeah. All right, Sambro hit us with a, a twofer. Last question of the night: What is your favorite caffeinated beverage of choice, Seth? Favorite caffeinated beverage of choice? You gotta be full throttle, right? Uh, full throttle is my favorite energy drink, but my favorite caffeinated beverage is probably just Coca Cola. Yeah, Coca-Cola is pretty much. That's pretty. It's it's a classic, Coca-Cola classic. All right, Jordan. Um, uh, for just straight up caffeinated beverage, I'll go Mountain Dew Zero. All right, Marco. I'm going Coca-Cola all day with some Coca-Cola. ice. Oh man. Yeah, an ice cold Coca Cola really hits. Yeah, dude. it's got to be on ice too. I agree. That's a very good point, Marco. I don't like Coke straight. You got to cut it with a little bit of ice. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you do. You do. You got to cut too, your Coke with some ice, of course. Dude, yeah. it just it makes it perfect, dude. The Coke over ice is perfect. Coke straight, I can't do it. Yeah. Man. I like yeah. it, I like a Coke out you, of a he's can. Not, he's not that hard. He's not that. Uh, yeah, hard not of an not addict. not out of a bottle or anything. There. I like Coke out of a can poured over ice, dude. That's my uh, that's that's the way I like my Coca Cola. Um, I, I mean, I gotta go with coffee. I've probably drank more coffee in my lifetime than any other 
caffeinated caffeinated beverage. And typically I just do heavy cream, um, a little bit of maple syrup if I'm feeling like I want something sweet. And lately I've been whipping an egg yolk in there since I got so many fresh eggs and it really adds just like a creaminess and lots of nutrition. So yeah, call- Sheena's coffee drinks to the point where like if we're up in the morning, like within like 15, 20 minutes, the kids will start badging her like, mama, you need to make your coffee. Yeah, they know. <laughs> they already know. So yeah, it's got, it's got to be coffee. All right, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco runs Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. Find all of our links and all of our partnerships at chickfoley.com. Most importantly, make sure you're following our pod brethren at Pod Foundation and make sure that you follow all their individual shows over on Instagram. Yeah, definitely hit chickfoley.com and check out the the Patreon link. The Facebook group is a blast. We just started season four of the Foley Picks League. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the Foley Rumble last uh, Sunday night where we simulate a, uh, a, a Royal Rumble on WWE 2K and live stream it. It's a lot of fun. And we got a big trivia night coming up. Jordan's buddy out in Nebraska, Tony Barker, uh, donated a bunch of old school WCW merch, and we're going to be having a Halloween Havoc themed trivia night in October to uh, to give away some of these prizes. It's going to be a ton of fun. So hit that up. It's only two dollars a month, and it's just a really really great group. Um, chill chill group, it. no drama, no bullshit, no assholes. It's it's good stuff. Yeah. We want to remind you guys use code Chick Foley to save ten percent at Ringside Collectibles, and it's time for the trivia question of the week. I, I'm back in the hot seat. I'm going to try to break my own record for the longest uh, longest streak. Sheena, hit me with your best shot. Who was the 1995 King of the Ring? 1995 King of the Ring. That was the one and only King Mabel. Yep, you got it. That was an easy one. How does this dude get a layup and I get like, who was the janitor of the 1992 (laughs) house show in Providence, Rhode Island? That's so true. Who did camera one to 1987 on the episode of WWF Superstar? As soon as I saw that question, I was like, oh, well, trivia is a wash for this one. I'm going on a streak, man. I think I'm going to go for like 20 straight right here. All right, Sheena, leave us with some closing thoughts as we wrap up this episode of the Chick Foley Show. Welcome back, Paige.